You are listening to a podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 219 for the week of August 6th, 2017. Welcome back, listeners, to the longest-running podcast dedicated to the epic glory of George R.R. Martin's Song of Ice and Fire. And uh, for these seven weeks, we're talking about Game of Thrones. As always, this is Amin. And this is Kyle. And uh, Ashley emailed us and said, I'm available all the time, and now she's not even here. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, next episode next episode okay well um let's start off with our lemon cake rating i mean what'd you give this one i'll give it a solid four out of the five i, I think uh best episode so far i enjoyed it and uh, a great conclusion so yeah good episode i'm gonna give this episode five it was awesome i loved it all the way through i thought it was fantastic and uh i was i was I was watching it with a group at After Buzz, and we were just like losing our minds. It was it was a good time. So yeah, I think uh, this is one that we, it, it would really it would be good in a group. Like I didn't see this one in a group, but I think it, a battle like that must be really good to see it with a group of people. Yeah, it was. Oh God, we were all like ah ah ah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, um, so uh, let's do a little setup first, I guess. Sure. Um, before we get to uh, the two main spots, which is Winterfell and Dragonstone. So let's start off with uh, um, the Lannisters pre-battle. So Jaime is just leaving Highgarden with Bronn and the forces, and they have all the gold. Yeah, and it, it, it seems that gold has already made it to King's Landing. I think that was the important line that I heard, anyway. Well, that, that happens later. Oh, okay. That, that definitely does happen. They do deliver that line. Oh, you're right. They're just packing at this point. Yeah, yeah. They just yeah. Uh, they're preparing to leave at this point, and they have that chat. Yep. Uh, they've got the Tyrell gold. Uh, Bron talks about wanting a castle. Um, <laughs> he doesn't have a castle yet. I totally forgot that. I was like, oh, he's got a place. He's got a lady. He's about to have a kid. And I'm like, oh wait, wait, <laughs> wrong, Bron. Yeah. But Jamie kind of convinces him. He's like, if once you help us win this battle, you'll be you'll have like any castle to pick from. So, yeah, which is uh, which is true. <laughs> Probably they're going to have a lot of people they don't like if they win the if they win the war. Uh, <laughs> high guard is, you can't really give them high guard anyway. That should go to the Tarleys. They'll, they'll give them a different castle. Yeah. Do you think the Tarleys would want it? Uh, why not have it under their control? I mean, they still hold on to what they have. If they're going to be wardens of the south, you think they would want to take High Garden? Well, I figure they like their castle because it's their like ancient home, and they give yeah. High Garden to one of their loyal liege lords or something. I don't know. Maybe well, Dick, the maybe Highgarden, Dick the Highgarden, goes. The Highgarden here is not as good as the as the books one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like up on a hill garden. Um, so yeah, so we get that. We also get the fact that um, they are taking everyone's harvest. They're like collecting yeah. all the people's harvest um, to prepare for winter. I'm assuming. Um, yep. Then we have what is the other prep scene? Oh, Cersei. Cersei talking to the Iron Bank. Um. Or the, the man from the Iron Bank, Tycho, I believe. So, and she's like, oh, we're going to get it back to you. We're going to get the gold. And uh, they start talking about... Um, they mention the Golden Company mm. in this scene. Um, favorite theory that I saw online last night was that uh, Gendry will return to Westeros with the Golden Company. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he went to? <laughs> yeah. Totally. 
<laughs> I was th- I was more trying to think where is she going to send the golden company? Is she going to use them in the south or for some stupid reason send them to the north? Mm. I think she needs them in the south at this point, but for some reason I kept thinking north, golden company north. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was in my head. Yeah, uh, I I, really, I like uh, Tycho Holmes. I think he's an interesting character. Holmes. Tycho Holmes. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice, nice. Very smart man. Very smart yes. man. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she mentioned she wants the Golden Company or somebody to help her get back something that was hers. What exactly do you think she was talking about? Do you think she was just talking about the Seven Kingdoms? Do you think she was talking about Tyrion? Uh, did you catch that? And what did you take from it? Well, that's the saying. Like she says, she wants all the Westeros back. She wants the North back. I think it's a little premature to be looking at the North. There's still, especially with what happened in this episode, the South to focus on. But I, I felt like at that moment, she kind of felt. I felt for some reason she was maybe thinking of the North mm. and Sansa being up there. Oh, so she? You think she's thinking about Sansa that much? Yeah. Oh, I, so I guess so. she still thinks Sansa was part of Joffrey's murder. Yes. Okay. So she's avenged one murder, but uh, has another one to avenge forgot about that very cool so then we go let's go to dragonstone where um the meat of this episode happens and sort of leads into that battle scene later on but um so we're on dragonstone and uh is worried about gray worm and uh danny is curious about what Missandei and gray worm did we got this little (laughs) scene (laughs) but uh john interrupts them like the bastard he is and uh takes Daenerys into the dragon glass cave. Uh, I thought it was pretty interesting that Danny is already like trusting John enough to be like to tell her blood riders not to follow her and everything. Yeah. Uh, John is like holding her hand at one point during it, or he like grabs her hand and leads her somewhere in the cave and everything. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that relationship is definitely blooming. Well, it's and... a lot more romantic to not have a Dothraki guy right behind you when you're. We were alone. <laughs> and it made sense. Oh, it's like, yeah, it was a little trusting. On the other hand, like, if you ever did anything, like, I think she realizes he's logical not enough not to do anything. Yeah. There, so. Yeah. He also does not seem like the guy to just run around and kill random people. Like, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's got a reason. He needs a reason. He needs that. Eddard Stark's son. Exactly. But she hates Ed. Or I think Ned, she's Ned. maybe, uh, she seems to be, I mean, she was willing to say that her own father was evil. I think she's learned a little bit since the. She's farther along than the Danny books mm. in terms of accepting what happened. Yeah. Um, so, what did you think of the cave and the I cave was... and the cave paintings and all that jazz? I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, uh, you know, it, it was. I don't know if it's in the books or not. It could be in the books. It's kind of curious that they would go over all the way to to Dragonstone to do that, but I mean, the, I guess the idea is that this volcano uh, island existed before the Targaryens got there, and this was way more below, like it was underground, it wasn't affected by the castle being built there. Hmm. So, did no one ever go into this cave before? It seemed like it had a pretty big opening. Yeah. Well, maybe they did, they just didn't give a shit. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. like ooh, pretty painting, like no one recently has gone there. And uh, why, I mean, what, what what would that mean to the Targaryens when they first came over? If they, so few of them went under there, they'd probably be like, oh, paintings, just like the paintings in the caves <laughs> in, in France, right? Like, I think it was supposed to refer to that. Hmm. I was just expecting Daenerys to look down and John to try to hide his, like, chalk-covered fingers or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But um, in this scene, we have we see that the children, uh, children of the forest, and the first men worked together to fight the others. Um, which is, yeah. So I guess the first men and the children were fighting, and then they yep. made they made the others, and then they had to put aside their differences, band together to fight a greater evil. So um, lots of meaningful stuff within that story. Lots of relevant uh, or topical information to be seen there. Yeah, and it, it could tie into the, the great peace that came might have been right after they defeated the others. Like there was the pact that they had right with the island of the Green Man and stuff. Maybe that was all aftermath to to uh to that fight and this was one of the examples like this the green men island maybe also has similar paintings or Mm. drawings so john admits that he doesn't think he can beat the others without Daenerys' help um does he mean that like he can't beat them even with all this dragon glass or does he mean i need your help by you helping me give the dragon glass and also your dragons like, do you think he he can beat them? I guess he's admitting that even with the dragon glass, he's still going to lose. Yeah, I think so. And and it's not it's not that John needs like her Dothraki. John needs her dragons. That's that's what's going to matter. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, um, they walk back out to the beach, and uh, Tyrion and Varys have bad news. Uh, well, they took Casterly Rock, good news, bad news, they tell him about the fleet and everything, and mm-hmm. Daenerys is none too happy with Tyrion and, yeah. his, and his plans. She starts to doubt him a little bit here, too. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. you don't really want to attack your family, and we see later on that Tyrion's uh, getting a bit upset about things. Uh, we saw an episode or two ago where Olena kind of put the seeds of doubt about Tyrion, um, mm-hmm. and uh, oof, that's... Uh, that's a bit rough going on there. Um, yeah, I think you've you've pointed something quite interesting. I'm sure there must be theories that maybe Tyrion is not only going to betray Danny, but maybe he's the one that betrays her for love. Oh, for love of a brother. Yeah, love of his people. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely they're definitely uh, placing that seed here. I mean, you're right. Elena started that, and then this is a. Uh, you know, he's seeing what's happening to, to Lannister guard, like, you know, soldiers and men getting burned alive. Yeah. Um, that's, I don't think this was talked about before that much, but I would think he definitely is a candidate now to be considered. Hmm. So she asked John what he thinks and, uh, he tells her, uh, that people don't want more of the same. Don't go and burn everybody, please. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can see the look on his face. He's like, "Oh, I don't want to answer this question." <laughs> yeah. And they specifically said burning cities and innocent people. Like that's different. This is different from like a military confrontation, which what what Danny does. It's better. Like what she go, at least goes after soldiers rather than burning the whole city. Yeah. So a little later on, John and uh, Davos are um, chatting, and Davos once again stating the obvious. <laughs> that John has been checking out Danny. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we have that little exchange, which is pretty funny. But then we get an interaction with Miss Sandy, um, which is pretty interesting. Uh, a whole thing about how there's no bastards in North um, and uh, how everyone is following Danny because they believe in her, because they want to. And uh, Davos has a little joke about wanting to switch sides. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what is, I mean, he's, it's kind of interesting that his character stuck along this, this far. I don't think he's going to, I mean, it's pretty obvious he's not going to follow this Ruth in the books, but I think they just like his actor. 
yeah. and it's, it's not that he does causes any harm I and mean, he's a nice sounding board for john to to talk to i actually had a quick question about what happened before did you feel like it was kind of weird for danny to suddenly be like hey john tell me what to do not quite the what to do but what would you what's your point of view no i didn't find it weird at all i think she's taking measure of who john is um i think it's mm. i think it's a pretty smart move to like when you have a difficult decision propose it to someone who may potentially be an enemy or may potentially be an ally like kind of gauge the man by asking him a difficult question. I think that was a I think that was a smart move on her part. Yeah, I think I think I agree overall. I think why not try to take advantage of having somebody else who's been through a lot. Hmm. See what their point of view is. So then we have a Greyjoy ship arrive in the bay and uh, a skiff comes up on the land and Theon Greyjoy is there and there was so much going on in this episode. I totally forgot until they were face-to-face. -face. I was like, oh my god, oh no! <laughs> totally wasn't expecting this reunion. Um, we've had all these sort of kind of weird but happy reunions up in the north, but right here we have a uh, little bit of a nail-biter one. Um, yeah, so uh, John grabs him. The things you did for uh, saving Sansa is the only reason that I'm not killing you right now. Hmm. So, basically, remind me, I, Theon's a, quite a bit different in the books and the show. In yeah. the show, um, did he kill the kids, or was it Ramsay in the show? He definitely was involved in it. It was under his, uh, you know, he agreed to it and probably told him about it. So, he, I mean, even in the show, Theon admits, like, it's my fault that the kids were killed. Now, John knows that, must know that it's not Bran and Rickon, but still, it's two innocent kids yeah. killed. I'm, I'm, Plus, Winterfell taken. I'm forgetting uh, if John knows about Bran. Uh, he obviously knows about Rickon because it happened right in front of him. Uh, God damn it, zig and zag is Rickon, zig and zag. Um, yeah. But Bran, does he know anything <laughs> about Bran? And why hasn't he gotten a raven from the north? Why hasn't he gotten a raven from Winterfell? Yeah, it was kind of. It seems only just convenient writing. Like the writers wanted Bran to get there without people knowing about Bran. You think they would have sent a raven right away the second Bran showed up at the wall? Like you know, send him. Like or it, it's Winterfell, like they, like, they don't want Winterfell? them to know. Oh, as soon as he hit the wall, yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah, I but I could totally see Bran being like, "No, don't send the raven. John's doing what he has to do." Yeah, you can be like, "Bran's like, why would I need to send a raven?" I know. Like, Bran's like, I, I, "We don't need to <laughs> hug." <laughs> um, so Theon says I'm coming here I need to ask Danny's help to get my sister back but Danny is gone Yeah. cut back to Jamie Lannister Bronn, Randall Tarly Dickon Tarly um, and here's where we get the news that all the gold has made it through into King's Landing so the gold is off the road but they are spread thin. Uh, they're trying to get the last of their army over the Blackwater Rush back to King's Landing. Uh, I rewatched it to make sure I got all that yeah. info correct. But how much of their army is quite I mean, they had a decent amount of force there, but I guess we don't know like what well, percentage of the. Yeah, I think they said this was like the tail of the army, which, you know, I don't know how many numbers that is, but that's probably, I mean, what is that, probably a quarter of their force or something? Uh, maybe? A third, I guess. Otherwise, the, it wouldn't make sense to call it a tail. Yeah, exactly. This scene blew my freaking mind. I mean, this was so well done. It was so awesome. Um, at first, I thought it was just going to be the Dothraki. And I'm like, oh, the dragon's not here. The dragon's not here. And then at the last minute, they bring it in. And, oh, my God. 
What was so great about this battle, as opposed to many of the other battles that we've gone through, is that we care about characters on both sides of the battle, who are going, like, head-to-head. And you're like, I, ha- I don't have no idea. I have mixed feelings right now. I don't know who I want to win this or win this uh, particular uh, engagement here and this one here. And, uh, oh, it was so good. What were your thoughts on this this whole scene? Yeah, I felt, I felt for example, Braun uh, could have very easily been killed in this battle. Like, he was, there's a lot of focus on him. He was being attacked and chased. And his, like, money bag fell down. Like, <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like he was going to lose his money in his life. But. Uh, Braun in particular, and Jamie, I wasn't so worried about. Uh, I don't know. Like, I felt like he probably would still get through because of prophecy, or I don't know. I felt, I felt more worried about Braun than Jamie <laughs> in this battle. I knew Danny wasn't going to die, but it definitely was. You're right. You did care about characters on both sides. It was still, it was just an incredible. Uh, you know, this they this is where, as I was saying, like the last episode, they saved the money for this battle and put it to good use. Oh yeah, they put it to good use. This. Oh my god, it was so good. I'm like speechless. <laughs> I we were just sitting there like mouths agape, just oh, wah, oh ah, and just the effects of all the people getting burnt and like turning yeah. to ash and like the horses trampling on these ash like skeleton people. Um yeah. It's the new field of fire, as I think people are probably calling it now. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's like a, a, it, it's shows dragons and their effectiveness in in the yeah. But it's combat. probably not. It's funny because you say that, but it's probably it's it's nowhere near the scale of what the field That's of right. fire this was. Is just, this is a tiny. Imagine what this is. Field of fire is three dragons and like fifty thousand men. Yeah, this was like around. what five hundred guys or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was probably like yeah. a couple thousand or so. Yeah. Right? So I mean, yeah, we. Agree that the effects and, and the coordination, everything of the battle are awesome. Like it's that's best yeah. battle since probably. I mean, I mean, like if you think of Battle of the Bastards, for example, is very zoomed in. It was a good battle, but this is just with the fire and yep. the, and we the points of view. and we also get a really good glimpse of how uh, how Danny could easily be taken down on a dragon. They are not this om- yeah. omnipotent weapon. Uh, Jamie got some uh, archers. Shot some arrows. Uh, the dragon was able to deflect them, but one of them could have easily, you know, just hit Danny. They they got a good shot in and everything. Um, so we saw that. Then we also saw Bronn, of course, with the scorpion, and just boom. I thought it was going to go right down Drogon's throat, but um, that was a, such a clear a clear moment, an important moment to the people who were there, because word obviously spreads that the dragons aren't invincible, that they can be injured, they can be hurt. Um, and I think uh, that definitely shows us viewers that oh shit okay well just having the dragons isn't all you need you got to have a plan behind it yeah and they only had the one uh, scorpion here I right? imagine if you had like ten of them yeah uh, in the area it would be a lot more dangerous although I mean I'll ask the John sent in a question uh, that he wanted he was saying well, why did why did she just charge the uh, the scorpion not go around it but that thing could turn around. It's not like you can really get around behind it. It looked like you could wheel it around, right? Yeah, Bron was moving it very fast. Um, yeah. He was moving it fast around, and also, um, I, I I take that question to mean like, how come Danny didn't just uh, avoid it, like come at it from the side? But yeah, you're right. He could just turn it. But also, um, I, I don't know what the turning radius is on those dragons you got there. Like, <laughs> I bet Drogon takes a takes a good berth when he makes a turn. 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> Although I guess the the question could be, given the way the scene was filmed, we're, we're not we're done with talking about. I mean, the scene is awesome film. Now we're going to analyze it from like a strategic point of view, right? Okay. Is given given the way that the battle was being won already, did she need to like once she saw the bolt to really charge it down? Couldn't she just have avoided? that and not take the risk maybe she learned she learned now it's like by this point there was no point like she could have withdrawn and let it was pretty much over she didn't need to go yeah but i mean her 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 dothraki were still out there dying you know if if she had just if she had just left the dothraki would be like wait whoa hold on battle's not over yet didn't have to come in that close she had to come in for that bolt to be a risk and then the dothraki were like your your guys don't know how to fight like the, (laughs) the 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 leaders seem to be like it's over I had absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think Queen, she's been sitting on the sidelines. That's been that's the whole reason she's there, is that no, she's been she sitting. That's she's, she's been sitting we, on the sidelines, and it's been pissing her off. She yeah. wanted to be in the heat of battle. She is a leader that has always taken things in her own hands. Um, yeah. She's the one who sat there and vased Dothrak and burned all down all the calls and everything. Like she's not going to sit back and let the Dothraki. Uh, take all the risk and fight on the field, even if the battle's like half over. She's going to con- continue leading by example, I think, and fighting the good fight and 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 going in head first. That's just the person I I think she is. Then they land and they have this whole uh, scene with Jamie trying to. Was Jamie trying to kill the dragon or kill Danny? Oh, he's trying to kill Danny. Totally. So because once Danny dies, then they they can't control the yeah. dragons, right? So he had to know that if he killed Danny, that dragon was just gonna. <laughs> Who's gonna take him out? He had to know yeah. that was like a final, final charge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man! Um, wow, so good. So um, we get kind of uh, a few moments with uh, Dickon in this battle. Like Dickon saves Jamie, not at the end scene, but uh, a little bit earlier on when he's yeah. about to get. Wait, was it Bron or, or Jamie that Dickon saved? No, it was Jamie, because Jamie's still, he's not a good fighter, right, anymore. He's uh, okay at best. Yeah, he was actually doing all right. He was, yeah, I was, like, surprised. I was like, whoa, he's holding his yeah. own. But he can still, like, he knows how to use, like, a horse to his advantage. He's fought before, but then you saw he was going to be, he was going to lose there. Like, he was not going to beat that guy and then, yeah. and then uh, get saved. Uh, which lead me to believe uh, the possibility. I've since rewatched it and kind of analyzed it a bit. Um, I thought possibly Dickon was the one that saved Jamie at the end. Um, mm. From the dragon fire, but upon uh, rewatching and stuff, I could see that Braun, um, after he dives out of the way of Daenerys' dragon fire, uh, he has a moment where he looks up and there's just a shot of him looking at a white horse with like a brown saddle. Mm. And then uh, if you freeze frame the scene of Jamie being like tackled off his horse by the other person, uh, the horse that the other person jumps off of is a white horse with a brown saddle. Now, I haven't gone to look to see if Dickens riding the same horse, but um, it definitely seems like it's Braun. A lot of people claim they don't see armor on that person, and Dickens was wearing mm. armor. I can't really make it out, and I freeze-framed it, so I don't truly believe that argument. But um, I, think it's, I think it's Braun that saved him. I think so. Yeah, I think the the episode is kind of frames it that way too, like with a discussion with Braun earlier, and then now Braun. I, I think it makes sense. I think I, I thought it would have been more interesting if Dickon was the one that saved him, kind of like Dickon mm-hmm. stepping up. Because I wouldn't be surprised if Tar- you find out Tarly like died last episode, and Dickon like takes over and kind of becomes like a leader in in Cersei's armies army. Yeah. Because um, they've been setting him up. I mean they they changed the actor. That was a different actor last season when Sam went home and stole the sword. Um, yeah. So now it's a new actor, a new actor who was a lead role on uh, the Star's Black Sail show. Like, he's a fine actor. Um, 
And they cast him in that role, and I have a feeling like they did that for a reason. Like he'll have some sort of significance coming up. Yeah, because they could have just not even had his character if they wanted to, right? They didn't need to have his character. So you're right. Maybe they're making more use. Yeah. And they're and they keep saying his name over and over again, and like saying yeah. it wrong and repeating <laughs> what it really is, so that we know who he is. I don't know if they just like the Dickon joke. I mean. House Man Woody isn't one to to lower ourselves to those type of jokes, but um, <laughs> Dickon is a fine name. Like House Man Woody sounds it very is a fine name. Yeah, maybe a Man Woody married into the the, the Tarly line or something. That name's been <laughs> a wild Man Woody. Um, yeah. Anything else about this battle? You want to tap out? No, I mean Tyrion was there, worried for Jamie. He saw what happened. That's now, what's going to happen to Jamie now? I mean, he's ob- there's no point for him to be dead at this point. Correct. It's going to be hard for him to swim without that hand, though, or yeah, with a he's gold got hand. Some armor on as well. I don't. Do you think he's going to get captured? or He's just going to get away. Like I think he's going to like wash up on another bank or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like that's the only way they could write him getting away from that battle without either dying or getting captured. Um, yeah, he's got to. I mean, what's the point of him being captured now? Exactly. Uh, I, mean, like, I mean, you could still get something out of that, but I'm just thinking like he's got more to do with Cersei than to just be captured and then escape. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, I don't. I don't think he's gonna be captured. Yeah, and Bronn's gonna get get away get away with him as well. You think? Or, um, I mean, if Bronn gets yeah. captured by Tyrion, he could probably just switch sides to Tyrion. Well, that's the thing. Uh, yeah, too. Bronn. Yeah. Bronn's. I think Bronn mentions earlier. Um, yeah. <laughs> or when they're talking about him getting a castle, it's like, hey, you know what? I got Tyrion on the other side. I got friends over there. I can. <laughs> um, but uh, in fact, it's surprising that he didn't even come up or he didn't say. It. I mean, it's probably in his head. He must know that Tyrion is on the other side. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Tyrion, looking at that battle, he is none too happy with what uh, watching uh, the Lannister soldiers just die and yeah. get not just die, but get burnt alive and. I mean, it is horrific what this yeah. dragon and the Dothraki are doing to them, and he is, oof, he's having some internal conflict. That That's is right. for so sure. I'm gonna be, yeah, we'll be interested to see how that develops with him overall. And you, you just one thing about the field of fire, I'm sure in the real field of fire, when they had bigger dragons, they could also be higher up, like sustain a larger flame. Like Drogon has to get close because he's still smaller, right? To, so I think it's even more dangerous to use Drogon right now than than when you when he's larger. You think he's getting any bigger? I think he is at the max uh, max size that he will be on the, in this show. Oh, in the show, yes. But I mean, like in terms of how big can dragons get? Dragon oh, yeah. Is still small compared to how big they can get. True. I don't know. Okay. If that, I don't even know if it matters the height because they. I mean, they were so woefully unprepared for them during that. Right. I can't recall the exact reason, but wasn't that sort of like kind of a surprise thing? Or I don't know. It was the first time they they used all three. I think. Uh, in one field, so yeah, definitely a lot. They did not expect that. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's so, the big battle. Yeah, right? so we're somewhere hot. Let's go somewhere cold. Um, Winterfell. Uh, we have this scene with Littlefinger giving Bran the Valerian dagger, the Valerian Dragonstone hilt dagger here. Uh, dragon, dragon bone. Excuse me, not Dragonstone. Yeah. Um, and gives this beautiful speech about how he would have. Taking a bullet for Cat, and and you know pr- <laughs> he wants to protect her kids at all costs, and and uh, Bran uh, reminds him that he knows everything he said. Chaos is a ladder. <laughs> um, what'd you take away from this scene? I think Littlefinger now sees Bran as a potential threat, although he's trying to figure out how does he know that. 
Uh, and I think Brand just cuts the crap, basically. It's like, oh, totally. I think there's such an oh shit look on Littlefinger's face. He's like, oh shit. If Bran knows what I talked to in secret with Varys, yes. he probably knows everything else I've talked about, even betraying his dad. Mm. Uh, how he knows that, we don't know, but it is consistent that Bran can see a lot of things that, that you can't see in the books. Like, Bran sees more in the show. Yeah. Than even the books. Like, I wonder if brands like me sees the moment where Littlefinger tells Ned not to trust him, and then yeah. gives Littlefinger a little slack. <laughs> <laughs> I get so mad. Ugh, I get so mad about that. It's like Littlefinger tells Ned, "Do not trust me," and then Ned trusts him, and Littlefinger stabs him in the back or portrays him or whatnot. Well, you know, I was more surprised that Arya didn't go right at Littlefinger. I guess I'm trying to remember what Arya knows, right? She she just knows Littlefinger was there. She didn't see the actual betrayal scene, so he just some guy at court that uh, saw Ned get executed. I guess he could be like, "Well, I didn't couldn't do anything. I was just watching." Mm. Would be his answer. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if Arya and Littlefinger have ever had any scenes. And there's oh. a scene where Arya is there with Littlefinger meets with Tywin, and Arya is just like in the background. Um, but again, like I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean he wasn't really responsible for the Starks. He's just negotiating with Tywin. Oh, it wasn't anything about the... Remember that? And we didn't know if Littlefinger knew it was Arya or not. Like, it was like whether he recognized her was the question. Oh, Um, shit. So is that scene later when he looks at Arya, him realizing that Arya was the cupbearer? Yeah, I mean, some people think he already even knew back then. Uh, He must know right now, at least. Uh, And he's putting it together. Finer details. Yeah. but she doesn't. Awesome. She, she doesn't say little thing on her list, like when she's talking about a list, and then she doesn't seem to be in a rage to hear that he's here, just confused. Yeah. So why do you think Littlefinger's giving Bran the dagger? Sansa says later that he wouldn't have given that to you if he didn't want something in return. But yeah, what do you what do you think he was giving Bran? What was his plan for that? Or did or did he not? I can't really. I don't know. I mean, I, like other than just trying to suck up uh, to get in as good. Graces, like what else? Is it, maybe he wants the dagger to be there to test something, hmm. test knowledge. Like who knows about the dagger? And maybe he's testing knowledge, and he got even more back than he thought he <laughs> he would. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But um, then we have this next scene, which is I found to be very sad, uh, with Mira, and yeah. Mira's leaving to be with her family. Bran has a nice shiny new wheelchair, and um, Bran just doesn't give a shit. She obviously loves this kid, and he is just gone. He like they say he died in that cave, and it's just kind of heartbreaking. The things she has sacrificed to get him to where he is, and then this is yeah. this is what he is now. Oof, he's just a different person now. Well, not even really. A per- it's just he's just so detached. He's like become part of the the network. Yeah, so he's not Brandon anymore. He died in that cave. No. Oh. Here's a quick question for you, actually. Just just in terms of Littlefinger, like, do you, uh, he doesn't believe in the Army of the Dead, right? He doesn't really believe in it. Uh, he has no evidence to have seen it. He, he kind of downplays it. He's like, well, if there's an Army of the Dead, then we'll all lose. But if if we beat them, then we'll. His concern is still the South. Um, I feel like he's skeptical, but at the same time, he knows he has to plan for everything. And there's so many people up here that believe it. Yes. That I feel like he has to at least uh, plan for that, for the possibility that that's going to happen. And, and he has to still feign interest in it. Like he can't be like, I don't believe in it. He obviously must like go along with it and be like, okay, well they're gonna they're going to be committing forces to this anyway. So I'll just put that as part of my 
plan, but he personally, I don't think, believes it. Hmm. Uh, but this, the fact that Brand could tell what he said, maybe is opening his mind a little bit about what's capable in this world, like magic, kind of thing. Because I'm sure before he wouldn't have believed in magic at all. <laughs> Arya arrives at Winterfell. Yeah. And we have Tweedledee and Tweedledum uh, at the gate who don't know what the hell's going on. They're terrible guards. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Sansa's here. She's, she gets into the castle um, and uh, she sneaks away from these guards. And we have Sansa and Arya meeting up in the crypt uh, in front of Ned's statue down there i was watching it on a very our, our brightness on the tv we had was so dark we couldn't see the statue they were looking <laughs> at so i was like is that ned or did they already build rob's statue <laughs> mm-hmm. um i couldn't tell when they were at but i rewatched it and i guess it's ned and ned it kind of yeah. sort of looks like sean bean a little bit um but we have this this reunion right here, and immediately I like it's like, do I call you Lord? What is, would I call you, Lady Lady Stark yeah. now? And Santa's <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was a good reunion. But you can see Arya was still a little bit hesitant, I guess, given what's happened to her. Yeah, it, it was weird. They both know. I mean, the last time they saw each other, they were probably arguing and hating each other, right? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, Arya saw Santa up uh, up where. The dad was being beheaded, but when they were actually face to face and talking, it was probably arguing and whatnot. But um, it's funny they're like kind of like sharing, like, "Oh man, I had it was a rough road to get where I am," and "Yeah, me too," and um, it was kind of nice. They were actually like connecting for the first time ever, hmm. and it was over things like, "Did you kill Joffrey? I wish I did. I yeah, I wish you did too." Like they were bonding over <laughs> these really twisted things. Um, so yeah. I don't think Sansa Sansa's getting a a bit of a feeling of what what Arya's been through, but is doesn't quite believe. I mean, because she's like, "Oh, I have all these people to kill," and she's like, "Oh, you're kidding," but no. <laughs> and <laughs> she's we starting to get the guess at that. Yeah, and that can gets confirmed later in the next scene with Bran when uh, Bran mentions uh, her list. I thought you were going down to King's Landing. Why yeah. Cersei was on your list, and then San- Sansa's like, "Oh shit, that's." that's a legit thing that's a real thing yeah and then in the scene after where she's sparring she goes oh okay this is what my sister is now Uh, (laughs) but um with that scene with bran i mean bran finally gave somebody a hug which was nice uh he actually hugged aria um (laughs) you you, you see his hand on her back and that was that's a shock that's the most emotion he showed in a long time um but he also gives the valerian dagger to aria I think it was seen in a like an EW shoot or something that that Maisie Williams indeed had like the dagger on her side. So a lot of people knew she was going to get it eventually. But uh, here we have we have her receiving the dagger, <coughs> which is uh, it's weird. We all think Joffrey was responsible for sending the dude who had the dagger, right? Yes. And in this in the scene where Littlefinger gives Bran earlier, Bran says, "Oh, do you know?" Who owned this dagger? Littlefinger's like, that question started the War of the Five Kings. And then later on in this scene, we have Bran saying someone very, very wealthy, like, had this dagger or whatnot. Um, Which definitely could be Joffrey, but the fact that Arya has it now makes me think that, like, Arya's going to take it down to King's Landing and Cersei or somebody is going to, like, recognize it. Like, what's the point of giving her that dagger 
it's going to have some sort of meaning, right? Yeah. Well, I think yeah, yeah. If, if I remember correctly, the, 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 uh, uh, no, is it two different daggers or the same dagger? I mean, like Littlefinger is involved with the dagger because he he blames it on Tyrion, right? He says it's Tyrion's dagger. Yep. And to, to to put the doubt of the of fear of the Lannisters into Caitlyn's mind, it was already there. But then she acted on that, and that's what started the war. That's what he's referring to. So he was involved with his dagger. It's his fault. I mean, that's the whole point, point right? He wanted the war to happen. Yep. But what's the point with getting Arya that dagger? Like, why not? Why make a point of having that dagger again when she could just have another dagger? Yeah. Like, well, she already has a needle too. Now she has like two weapons. I guess because the dagger is going to be used against Littlefinger, like that'll be poetic justice. Okay. I guess that's yeah. what I was asking. Like maybe somebody yeah. at King's Landing will recognize. Maybe like Varys had something to fucking do with it too, and he'll recognize it once it gets down there. I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing ideas. We're trying to figure yeah. out the reason that they brought it back into the show. Yeah, because they spent a lot of effort on that dagger, <laughs> a lot of camera time and effort. So well, yeah. 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 It's badass. But I think it seems like that dagger is going to kill Littlefinger, right? Like, is Arya just going to kill Littlefinger for some reason, or is does he survive the season? Is the question. Uh, I feel like he's going to survive the season. I don't know if he'll survive the show, but. Um... He's a sneaky one. Um, so then we see Arya using the dagger a little bit in the next scene uh, where she spars with Brienne. And this scene was awesome. It was such a, like, I had such a smile on my face during it. It was so cool. Yeah, it was shot very well, too. Believable. I was watching it a while that she's dodging. and She's like, I'll go get you the Master at Arms. And she's like, the Master at Arms didn't beat the Hound. <laughs> The writers made you beat the hound. That's why you beat the hound. We won't, we won't open that kind of worms. There you go. Again. Um, so she was looking like Serio in this scene, man. She was water dancing all over the place. And... Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That was great. That was, uh, that was one of the highlights of the episode, definitely. And so then just cool. the way they were watching, like Sansa and, and Littlefinger watching what was going on. Yep. And uh, what did you take of the look that like Sansa was giving Arya? Like, did you... What, what was she thinking? What was going on in her head? Just how did she get this good with weapon, obviously, right? Like, what, is, what did she have to do? And the list, she must be thinking back on the list. Maybe she actually has killed people. She's this capable with a weapon, right? Hmm. And what was going on in Littlefinger's head? I don't know. What do you, what do you, think? <laughs> <laughs> you think he was like, oh, shit. Or, like, what was he... Or maybe he immediately, or maybe he was immediately like, "Hey, I just gave that dagger to Brad. What are you doing with it?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he has to. He always has to be able to manipulate people against each other. So he's probably already thinking about how, what Sansa may be thinking about this, and yeah, try to stay in Sansa's good graces. Crazy. So yeah, that about wraps up the episode. Uh, it was a awesome, awesome episode. I think it's the one of the best episodes of this show. Um, in my opinion, I thought it was fantastic, and uh, looking forward to keep keep on trucking. Yeah, certainly the be the best episode of the season, and uh, we have three episodes left now. Yep, that was the hump That's episode. Yeah, <laughs> we're <laughs> over the hump. The, the, uh, just to wrap up, I guess just the the fact that the gold made it to King's Landing is pretty important. I think that that means that the Golden Company slash support of the Iron Bank is going to be important. Yeah, like because they, they could if they could have just cut off the gold now, and then the Iron Bank would be shut out, not involved. Mm. Golden Company not involved. Um, uh, another note for me is that I feel like they were heavily, they were heavily, heavily hinting at uh, the marriage between John and Danny in this episode. 
Yeah. Um, they just kept being like, well, there's no way. I can't do it. You have to sacrifice, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. It's like, or you could get married and then you rule the whole place. That's right. Then that solves the problem. It <laughs> solves the whole problem. He can, John rules half the continent. You rule half the, or you're probably going to be ruling half the continent soon. Uh, yeah. If you get married. So. That's a good uh, negotiated solution. To the, I mean, she still needs a marriage. Who else is she going to marry? Yeah, that can bring that much. I mean, the North is even has even more men than the books in the show. I think so. It's even more important to yeah. to to have a negotiated. And we had that scene uh, last season or whenever when she left Dario behind. She's like, I can't take you with me because mm. I'm gonna have to marry someone out there. So yeah, I mean, they are just. Oof. And there's a little look at one point that Danny gives Miss Sandy when like John interrupts him. She's like, mm. it's like. Oh. God, get a room, you two. <laughs> <laughs> one other point, uh, I was—I try to avoid, you know, the uh, the start of the episode when it shows like the cities and stuff, like a little intro thing. Because yep. I don't know, I, I like to be surprised with it. But does, does that still matter though? Does, does it still show where they're going to be? Because I thought I saw Pike show up. Well, yeah, they're one. showing. I mean, well, this only, episode only took place in like two places, pretty much, mm. basically. So, so. They, um, so they still need to fill the time of the opening. So they're, right. they're showing yeah. you castles and stuff that are relevant to the current stories that are going on mm-hmm. and not, uh, but you don't necessarily go to those places in the episode. They also showed the wall. They also showed the Citadel at old town. Mm. So, um, I mean, they need to fill up the entire opening credits. They can't just cut it short because they're only at two castles for, for the episode. Yeah. Where do you think Euron is, though? Maybe he is. Uh, I mean, he's he just they just beat the uh, Caster Lock. He'd be taking a break at Pike. <laughs> he went back to Pike. <laughs> uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, he could be anywhere. He gets around really quick. So um, okay. And then I actually have one quick. Uh, I, I heard a theory, a show-based theory that was pretty interesting. I thought I'd bring it up. Okay. Uh, is is a theory that uh, Sam is is like the narrator of Game of Thrones? Have you heard about that? Oh, I think I've heard something about that. Um, yeah, but explain. the idea is that he's 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 he, this is him uh, as an, at an early, like a later age and he's explaining what happened. He's telling the story and then uh, the start of the episode that you see all the places on the map is actually Sam flipping through like a you know I don't know Lands of Ice and Fire book and <laughs> the pop up book and showing oh, okay. all the different areas and then you, at some point you see uh, uh, like kind of like the frame changing and, and that's him like wearing the glasses that Mesos use like there's the glasses that shift I don't know if you remember there's these glasses oh yes absolutely yeah. yep. so he's he's just like you know flipping his glasses while he's like flipping through the book and showing the different <laughs> places that's what's <laughs> happening that's cool I dig it I like that yeah I think it has a lot especially when the fact that you actually even have a pop-up book that you can buy <laughs> it's like it really I think it's a pretty cool little thing it doesn't really affect anything but it's it's, it's a cool theory to th- other than the fact that Sam survives the series which is nice if it's it's him but very neat I like it I like it alright guys okay. well on that note uh, we're going to end this episode where we talked about season 7 episode 4 the spoils of war um, thank you so much for listening make sure to follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter and Twitter at a podcast of ice and fire join the forums join the discussion and we will see you next time see you next time